0: Hi, and welcome to the first episode of Talk About Theories. I'm your host, Gabrielle Jackson. This podcast is dedicated to exploring the communication literacy found in theories of human communications. Today, I will be discussing some important topics that appeared in chapters one and two of our readings this week. So without further ado, let's get started. Okay, so before we get started, I just want to give this quick disclaimer about this week's readings or this past two weeks readings. Dr. Ism Barnes was absolutely correct when she said the readings were a bit dry. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoyed the readings at the end of the day, but I did have to read them twice. Now, I felt like if I didn't read them twice, I probably would have been a lot more lost than I was after I read them. So I'm actually pretty happy that we got all that time. So thank you again for giving us two weeks to get this done. So now, as we jump into chapter one, I feel like it really took its time to get us to understand because it repeated it several different times there is no one definition for communications no one can define it completely I mean we read through different scholars throughout the book who had their own interpretations of the term and as great as it was there was not one definition that was the same they all had different parts that played on each other but there was not one definition that was Set in stone, this is a definition for communications. And I think that's great to understand that now because communication is always evolving. It really became popular after World War I when you started to see people really an interest in the academic study of communications. More and more people were understanding that communications can go hand in hand with different businesses, different majors, um marketing. All these different aspects that you normally didn't see communications tie into, people are not understanding that this major and this way of life and this type of theory can really evolve many companies and many different aspects of the world that we have today. Throughout chapter one, you get the sense that communication or the term for communication has been defined numerous different times. And from what I've seen from each scholar that has tried to create a definition for it, they all came out with the same conclusion. It it can't be done. There are so many different variables that play in part with communication. So after skimming through all of it, I picked out a couple words that I think, you know, kind of was a representation of what all the scholars were trying to say about communication. They called it broad. They called it restrictive. They called it purposeful. They said that it could be successful. Communications can be one of multiple things. It just varies depending on where you're talking about communication and how you're using it. Now, a little further into the text, we see that chapter one kind of dives into theories. But I really want to share theories for chapter two. So let's go ahead and dive into chapter two right now. So chapter two gives us a deeper look into the framework of communication theories. For starters, it talks about the four typologies used to make sense of the discipline of communications. Those four include paradigms, disclosures, tiers and traditions. Each one focuses on a different aspect of the theory and not only that, but it also asks questions to make sense of them. Now, I don't know if this was done on purpose or if it was done on accident, but I did notice that paradigms, disclosure, and tears all had four parts surrounding their discipline, while traditions had seven. Coincidence? I don't know. Maybe that's something that we can talk about a little bit later. Now, another point that I want to point out, point that I want to point out, Paradigms in disclosure had some similarities within the meanings of their quadrants, while tiers focused on levels. What's different about communicational tiers is that the scholar who created it wanted to capture what makes communication discipline distinctive, as well as how the intellectual diversity of research interests plays out across different contexts in which communication occurs. Overall, I think the readings were a great way to prepare us for what's in store in the future. Something that I forgot to mention a little bit earlier is that throughout chapters one and two, they did a great job of giving us examples of theories that actually explained or fell underneath the categories of the different theories that we learned about. And to our surprise those theories are going to pop up in later chapters. So I think that was a great way of introducing them and have us look forward for them in the future. So this brings us to the end of episode one thank you so much for tuning in. If you would like to finish this conversation or bring up any topics that I failed to mention during this episode, go ahead and click on the let's chat tab. There you can find episodes one and two right underneath that tab. You can leave me a comment, you can tell me how great I did, or you can let me know something that I failed to mention. Again, I would love to hear from you. Until next time,